another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner. With me is Dr. Ashley Bell. Welcome, Ashley. Good to talk Hi, to you. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. And we're going to talk about something that I understand is of particular interest to you and something you've done uh, fairly extensive research on, and that's anaerobic digestion technology. Why don't you just give us a little background on what that is? Right. So um, anaerobic digestion is a microbial-based process. So in the absence of oxygen, organic materials such as your manures, agricultural residues, those can be decomposed. And when they're decomposed, they produce a methane-enriched biogas that can be captured by your reactor. And so the... um, Depending on the organic feedstocks that you're actually digesting, the methane concentration of the biogas is about 60 to 75%. So that um, biogas that we're actually capturing, it can be used directly for like heating and cooking, or it can even be used as a fuel source to generate electricity or as a fuel for transportation. Interesting. So give me some examples of what these uh, feedstock can be. Right. So um, when you talk about organic feedstocks, um, I'm come from more of a agricultural-based digester. So we're dealing with those manures such as the cattle manure, dairy manure, swine manure. And when you think about manures in general, those have a lower energy density in comparison to other feedstocks such as, say, maize or sugar beets. So you can also digest those food crops, those not food crops, but those agricultural residues or energy crops in order to increase biogas production. And sometimes you'll see a farmer who, if they have manure and they want to increase the amount of biogas that they're producing, they actually will co-digest that manure with an agricultural residue or energy crop that's located in close proximity to their farm to increase their biogas production, and thus it makes the technology more economically feasible for them. So, for example, straw or stover from corn stalks, something like that. Well, sometimes you may want to limit putting um, that type of material like um, the husk inside of the digester because it's like a, um, has like a lot of lignin or cellulose in it. And so that material may be harder for the bacteria to actually decompose um, due to the, um, the structure of that lignin. So you really like to use those um, materials that are easier to break down so that we can get that rapid production of biogas. But there is research in anaerobic digestion literature where they have been looking at ways to optimize the digestion process so we can um, start to digest more lignocellulistic material. Okay. So with that said, tell me more about how the technology works. Right. So, um, if we're thinking about um, how the technology works, in a simplistic sense, it's a microbial-based process. So we're dealing with bacteria. And so there's four major processes that occurs. And so that's the hydrolysis process, acidogenesis, acetogenesis, and methanogenesis. 
And so if we're, you know, if, if I break it down into simple terms, you're taking that complex organic matter and the bacteria work together and they're going to decompose that complex organic matter into simple soluble organic matter. And then it's turned into volatile fatty acids and then in turn other bacteria work to convert those volatile fatty acids into substrates like acetate, hydrogen, and carbon dioxide. And those are all the substrates that the methanogens need for the methanogenesis process, which actually creates the methane-enriched biogas. So all of these, your digester needs to be optimized so every single bacteria is um, <laughs> enjoying the digestion process if you want to keep the digester happy and still be able to produce those large amounts of biogas. Do we have a feel for how large an operation has to be? Just for example, for dairy cattle. How many dairy cattle would it take to feed an economically viable digester? Well, um, there is this group. It's called Agstar, and they're a outreach program that's jointly sponsored by the USDA, EPA, as well as the Department of Energy. And they actually are encouraging farmers to utilize anaerobic digestion technology in order to reduce the amount of methane emissions that are actually emitted into the atmosphere. So they actually track the operational status of livestock digesters in the U.S. And according to a study by Agstar, um, they have determined that, well, it's also dependent on the type of digester that you um, utilize, but on average, they're saying that you need about 500 dairy cows for it to be an economically viable process for you. But like I've mentioned before, there are ways to get around um, that 500 dairy cattle number if you're adding other feedstocks that are in close proximity to your dairy farm to increase that biogas production. Interesting. So with that question, then what is the overall status of anaerobic digestion in the U.S. and in Illinois today? So with Axstar, if you look at the Axstar database, um, Different facilities across the U.S., they self-report that information to Agstar. And at the end of last year, at the end of 2017, there are approximately 265 anaerobic digesters in the U.S. at livestock facilities. And over the past few years, we have actually started to see an increase in the operational digesters that are on small to medium-sized farms. Um, I will point out that in the United States, the majority of our livestock digesters are handling dairy manures and a smaller amount are handling like the swine, poultry, and cattle manures. And most of our digesters are located in the north, um, east, west, as well as the Midwest region of the U.S. There are some in Illinois then? Yes, we actually do have three um, agricultural digesters operating in Illinois according, according to the Axstar database. And two of those digesters are actually located around um, northwest of the Peoria area. And there's another digester that's located in northern Illinois in Pearl City. So those, um, two of those digesters are actually digesting dairy manure, and one is handling swine manure. And it's interesting, too, because both all of these facilities report that they're actually using the biogas that they're producing to heat and, as well as to generate electricity at their facility. Very good.
Where can our listeners go for more information? Yes, so if they're interested in looking for more information, if they go to the Environmental Protection Agency's website and they conduct a search for AgStar, there's actually an abundance of information there about the biogas recovery in the agricultural sector. And there's even a pretty cool mapping tool that I like to use that allows users to actually learn more about the different types of anaerobic digester projects in the U.S. So if they can actually click on a site and learn how much biogas that site is producing, the type of digester, what type of organic feedstocks they're using. So it's a really interesting and helpful tool to be able to utilize. Excellent. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Ashley Bell and Bill Wasner.